Kia ora everybody, welcome to Talk Back Sundays. We are back. Uh, Michelle is your host for tonight and she has an amazing guest and she's going to introduce her in just a second. Tonight's a meaningful subject. It's DJs, producers, electronic music, something very close to my heart and I have a history in the scene and absolutely adored all my time in that world and learnt a lot and travelled the world and uh, I used to be one of those annoying people Photographing DJs in the booth, back um, at gigs all around the place, and uh, it's so many good times. And um, I'm going to bring Michelle, and she's going to introduce you to a very special woman. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Selena. How are you? Good. Good to see you. You're back, safe and sound. Oh, it was, it was such a mission. Like it's, I didn't realize the the admin it was going to be to get just to Australia, which is so close, but. Yeah, the PCR tests, the wrap tests, all the documentation was a mission, but it's worth it. My suitcase is actually blurred in the back. <laughs> I just wish you got to, yeah, it's been pretty hectic, but. Yeah, I, I, never liked, I never liked unpacking coming back from a trip. It's like, oh, no, I'm ready to unpack. <laughs> I need to do my laundry and things like that, but I'm excited to get this. Yeah. No place like you. Okay, cool. We'll, let's bring in Zisha. Hey, gal. How are you? Oh, hello. Kia ora. How's it going? Good, good. Hey, I just wanted to obviously get you on because obviously we're working together with Immersive um, and obviously with your incredible background, obviously I would want to interview you for sure. Not to mention most of my guests have been all males, so it's nice to have a, a beautiful female on that's successful in the industry. So basically, I think just kind of give me a bit of a brief on what you're doing, obviously you've been in the scene for a while and what you've got planned for the year. Thank you. Um, first of all, thank you for having me on. I'm very grateful and um, working with you is actually a blast and I love bouncing ideas off you and I just think, um, yeah, it's really it's really fun working with another woman who just has her shit together. It's amazing. <laughs> I, love I, love it. It. I love it. It makes yeah. um. It makes every week just so much fun and also, like, I just, yeah, I'm really grateful to have you on the team. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of things that I do. I'll try and sum them up real quick because I don't want to ramble. But um, DJ, vocalist, um, writer, producer, um, I guess uh, marketing, branding, immersive, uh, looking after investor relationships. Um, what else? 
I mean, I'm studying full stack development. It's very oh, hard. No. I don't know how you. It's very hard. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's um, basically, you know, learning a lot of different languages, computer languages, and um, trying to make the front and back end work and databases work. So it's it's always, yeah, every single class is just so full on. And I haven't studied for like about 20 years. So this what is the first you back into it like just yeah it's huge it's huge and you know the mindset having to get into the study mode and retaining information it's pretty full-on not that we're not doing that already with immersive <laughs> I know it's and with immersive that's you know I, I it's a whole new world I think for everyone and I think um I think we've got we're, we're just on the forefront of something so special and new and exciting as we've talked about before um I just, yeah, I, I'm diving headfirst into, you know, all the knowledge um, that I can soak up about the metaverse and Web3 and what we're about to do with that and how cool is it working with our boss who just has so much, like, so much energy and he's, yeah, I, I love working with inspirational people and I think, um, such as yourself, I think that we are going to, we're going we're gonna to rock this. <laughs> <laughs> of course but I think for yeah. me what was so exciting is obviously like we both come from entertainment creative backgrounds and to me when it first came to light to be involved with immersive obviously I was trying to see how we would both fit in the space so like how would you kind of um say your DJing and music background is going to help with immersive and with three and you know do you see that transitioning into live performances at some point online yeah, for sure. So, I mean, a lot of artists have already sort of taken um, taken to, you know, the metaverse and kind of decided um, with their teams and with their structure, um, you can see it in, in the avatars that they create. For example, Ariana Grande has her own character in the metaverse. And um, if you look at like Marshmallow, a worldwide international DJ producer, um, has done a live show in the metaverse um there's just so many things that artists are doing creating nft collections you look at snoop dogg they're taking these ideas of um they're taking these ideas and they're and they're working them into the way that they you know work in with their music um but i think for me the reason why i wanted to get into the metaverse and into web3 i sort of decided with myself that i wanted to I wanted to learn how to, first of all, it was I wanted to learn how to make an NFT collection because I looked at what um, Dead Mouse was doing and I looked at what uh, Flume was producing and I looked at what um, Snoop Dogg was doing and I and I thought to myself, you know, these guys, they're jumping on this new idea. It's something that's never been done before and I think with NFTs and the ability to connect um, the work that you do creatively as an artist, um, I think the creativity and the work that you produce, you're able to connect directly with the fan base that you have. And I think it's really tough um, because everybody in the music industry wants to own their intellectual property. Um, But there's so many different layers of, um, there's so many different layers to it. You've got the artist and then you've got you've got managers, you've got tour managers, you've got publishing, you've got record labels, and everybody wants to take a piece. So 
is just about working out how you as the artist can kind of, yeah, take back your creativity but to, and take back your power and also connect with your fan base and give them something um, to, I guess, something substantial that they can take away from this and, and be rewarded. Um, so it's, sorry, there's a lot of, there's a lot of information to take in, but I think that, um, you know, with NFTs and uh, that's just the start really for artists. And I think that, um, there's a lot to work in there. And once we have sort of like a really good plan and structure of how that looks, um, for the music industry, then I think there's no stopping the rest of the world from catching up and doing that. For sure, because, I mean, the big thing with the metaverse is that we're obviously taking our, our own personal data back, and so we've got more control with, you know, what they see, how you're represented, um, obviously making sure that you're getting a solid amount of cuts and people aren't clipping the ticket so that you're kind of losing yeah. a bit of control in your creativity. But yeah. um, kind of going back, I mean, obviously you're like top 100 DJ in the world, which is incredible, such a thing. <laughs> I was like trying to, when I was posting today for this story, I was finding like seeing all your songs. I was like, look at this girl. It's pretty Aww. impressive. But um, yeah. like how many years have you been in the industry? Like how did you figure out that music was your passion? And um, I've been in the music industry for, I think about 20, hold on, 20, 20 something years, 20 something years. But as a DJ for about a decade. So I mean, really 10, but it, when I say it like that, it's, quite a long time really um so yeah I have been doing this for a long time and I still love it so much and I think with performing um it's just something that you I think people have people have their hobbies they have their interests and they have things that you know some people like to drink I I like to DJ (laughs) so cool such a vibe because obviously yeah. you've performed at loads of um, Kiwi events, like is it Bay Dreams, Rhythm and Vines, like a whole bunch of the big kind of festivals. But do you have like a stand? <clears throat> do you have a standout moment or show or performance? Um, yeah, uh, it's funny because there's so many. Every time I play a show, I look out into the audience and I see people. Um, you know, their faces, <laughs> their faces, really kind of say it all you know they're like they're like (laughs) they're in the moment I think what we're missing so often in life is living in the moment being present um I've been trying to do things such as meditation just to be present but when you are on stage that's kind of my meditation because I look out and I can be there in that moment and just be really like not not judging anything, not judging myself, just being there and just living and breathing with these people who are also living, breathing, and just going nuts. Like, yeah, there's nothing better than looking out and seeing them just just being there, feeling it. Because that's what we were saying, because um, at St. Alice a few weeks ago, obviously both being performers, like we really vibe off that high energy and like the whole give and take receive thing. Like I think that's the most special thing about performing personally. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You'll know exactly what I mean. It's, we are sort of the conduit for people to be in touch with a probably a deeper sense of self that they don't get to tap into as often. So yeah. when, 
when you combine that with music and, and movement for dancing, um, it is really just something that people then feel that if you do it and you get, you, you actually give people permission to do that same thing themselves. And then they feel okay to come out and dance and, you know, be happy or be sad or be, you know, be let out the anger, let let out the frustration. I think everyone can kind of relate to that over the last couple of years being locked down and locked in. Um, Just having that freedom to be themselves in that moment is a beautiful thing. So true because obviously like with music, dancing, obviously works with that because it's based off emotion and the ups and downs and things like that. What would be your favourite genre of music to DJ to? Do you have a specific genre or do you kind of play a a bit of everything? I'm smiling because um, in New Zealand, drum and bass is such a large part of our culture right now. And it is, it always sort of changes. Um, Like 2015, it was trap. Um, now it's drum and bass, you know, house was kind of mixed in there probably early, um, early 2000s. You probably love a bit of house, eh? A little bit I of love that. Stuff. I still do this. is old. I'm like, shush. <laughs> Shout out. Um, yeah, I guess um, for me, I've always, when I entered the, the, when I entered the DJ scene, I guess you can say, it was at the height of trap and trap for me was that outlet of, you know, it's, it was for me, it was about being a bad bitch. It was about coming out and these instruments and these sounds were making me move and making me just, you know, there's something about playing trap versus playing drum and bass versus playing house. That is just really like an outlet of, all the feelings that have kind of been mustering up there, you know, for a, for a while. Um, it, I think trap is just one of those ways that you can kind of be badass and just let it all out. Yeah. You must feel super powerful on stage, right. And just kind of seeing everyone vibe off your vibe. Cause I mean, obviously you can influence people's moods purely just based on the music and you know, what you're yeah. at the time, which I think is so, like you said, such a beautiful experience. But yeah. It's the whole crowd. From your yep. angle, must be. Oh, yeah. And the thing is as well, because I, I do play all genres, but I like to mix it up so much that they don't know when something else is coming. So I might chuck in a dubstep track that I've made an, as an edit, but no one knows that it's going to drop into dubstep. But when they do, they're just like, they throw their hands. They're like, what is, where, where did I, how did I get here? What? Who did I come to listen to? Because, you know, that's really um that's really what it's about I think surprising people and giving them something they didn't expect because that that to me makes a memory and memories live on long after this long after the show yeah for sure because I mean like I said you do, you've done massive festivals but then you've also do you do kind of private parties as well and like which one do you prefer oh, from time from time to time yeah and I have played for a lot of um corporate brands and um, you know, I've played for Mecca, I've played for Swarovski, I've played for um, Bondi Sands and things like that. And um, then I've played, you know, in my earlier days, you know, playing corporate events where you're playing for hardware companies and you're going in there. And I remember playing for this um, company and they had me play during a rugby game, which was like 
the worst possible time to play because everyone wanted to watch the All Blacks versus Australia. And they've got me playing and they're like, can you shut up, please? Can you get off stage? And this, it's not just me on stage. The poor saxophonist is trying to quietly play because we've been booked to play and told to play, but they're behind us is this giant screen with rugby on. Oh, we want to not not be afraid. You got it, you know. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And this is this is it. Like, I didn't just go from playing, you know, I didn't just go from playing like little shows to like, oh my god, now you're in a festival. It's I've done a lot of work that people didn't want to do. People were like, I'm not playing that. I'm, you know, I was like, I'll I'll play it because I want to earn money and I want to build up my studio and I want to earn money so I can pay for these speakers and I want to pay for production lessons and I want to pay for things that were going to invest back into my career. So I didn't care what it was. I was just doing it. And I'm glad I did because, yeah, it makes you who you are, you know, and it also pays bills. So, you know, got to start somewhere. Make that bad. But um, that's another thing that buzzed me out the more I kind of got to know you since we started working together at Immersive is that when you were probably playing at these All Blacks games, I was probably cheerleading. Yes, and then when you were like at, um, say, high life events, you were DJing yeah. and I was dancing and we kind of had this weird crossover where it was like, I knew who you were, but we never had a proper conversation, but we're at the same events and that's just yeah. yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw you years ago and because I always used to see the girls dancing. And I was like, man, they look so beautiful. They're so good at dancing. I used to actually look at you guys and be like, I wish I could dance like that. I wish I could dress up like that and dance like that. But, you know, I was doing my thing, but I was never going to be a dancer. But, yeah, I really appreciated the the time and effort and the energy that you girls always brought. So, Well, I think that's a whole thing. You know how you were saying that, obviously, at the All Blacks game, people are there to enjoy the sport. And I think when we used to run out, sometimes we'd have awkward moments of, you know, warriors fans partners just being like what are you doing put some clothes on it's like it's literally entertainment i'm not gonna run yeah. up to the stand and steal your man hun it's okay <laughs> like, i'm fine okay i've got my own like hard pass, I yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. it's the same with it's the same with um djing though you know there's a lot of um when i play a show it's a there's a lot of men at the front there are women too but it's, you know a lot of women do leave like they they kind of yeah oh I've had I've had I've had women yell things out at me when I've come from behind the decks up to you know thank people for coming and they've been yelling like obscenities and I'm like okay forget about that but yeah Yeah. I think that's a tough thing sometimes right like when you're obviously Mm -hmm. successful and good at what you do in your career if you mix that with good looks it's like Hashtag judgment. <laughs> Hashtag hard. Yeah, hard work. Yeah. And also yeah. being taken seriously in your space as well, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, you know, I like to have a lot of fun as well. You know, I like to, I guess, I hold back on showing my real personality on social media because, um, you know, ugh, there's a sense of, prof- of being a professional, but also Sometimes I'm like, do, will people really understand what I mean when I say this is a joke? Uh, I don't think so. So I'll, I'll save it for TikTok, I think, once I once I am a little bit more confident with uh, 
putting my real personality out there rather than just being like, hey, here's a show, come to this show. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, it all takes well, time. Because you've got a good management team as well. Like I think you were telling me they manage Metallica and Wu-Tang Clan, don't they? Yeah, yeah, he yeah he did. He did manage um, a couple of really big names um, and also Troy Boy, of course, um, of which I toured, I toured with Troy Boy in Australia and New Zealand. I think it was 12 or 13 shows. Um, but he, yeah, my manager, he's, he's amazing. He's so inspirational and he's, he really works hard for me. He's been my manager since 2014 and, you know, it, there's always, there's always a lot of, um, there's always a lot of no's in things and he's done everything to, you know, build me to be the artist that I am today. And I am really grateful because, I would say yes, like I said before, I would say yes to a lot of things and they weren't always helpful towards my career and then I would tell him later and that wasn't really it wasn't really good to do. Um, but he's definitely helped me sort of, yeah, streamline everything so that I am not, you know, I'm doing the best for my career and I'm not kind of straying and being like, I, I don't have any... Um, I don't have any drive to do anything outside of what I'm doing. I just want to do the right things and, and get to the right place and reach my goals. My goal actually is to play EDC one day. Um, oh. they, just, they usually just released a lineup for EDC 2022. Yeah. And I can't wait to go there and be inspired. And, you know, it would just be a dream to play in Las Vegas at, at anything really. But Las Vegas is, I was telling That's you before, right. You're saying, oh, crazy. Well, fingers crossed with the massive going well. Best yeah. to leave there as well in the decks. Oh, amazing. Can you imagine all of us up there? Yes, I can. That sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> oh, it's gonna. It, I can see it. I think um, you know. It's funny because I I had a bit of a cry the other day. I was listening to a mix of mine. It not because it was bad, but I had a cry because when I'm listening to when I'm listening to my mix, I think of like everything that I've put into it. And I think of being on stage and putting that, that dream into, you know, making that dream a reality. And then I, I just realized like over the last few years, I I'd actually forgotten. Um, I've forgotten who I am and, and what I'm doing because COVID has really just thrown off so many of my own plans. So I guess, um, I guess listening to the mix made me cry because I thought, wow, this could really, we could really do this. We could really turn things, you know, turn things into something special um, with immersive, with my own DJing, you know, with anything that any of us put our minds to. I think anyone can take away from that. The last two years have been very difficult, but I think if you put any, um, if you put any effort and energy behind the things you really want, you can get them, you can achieve them. Yeah, for sure. Because like you were saying, obviously you being in events and being a performer, like I was exactly the same affected since August last year. You know, you go from touring New Zealand with doing all these amazing shows and then all of a sudden it's like, no, actually we're going to completely shut down your industry as well as hospitality and venues. And it's just such a deflating feeling you know because obviously like we both discussed at St. Alice a few weeks ago as well that even though we're these big performer personalities when we're on stage in real life we quite we can be quite introverted and quite you know we need to go recharge in our little hermit 
and yeah, yeah hard. so I know exactly what you mean. But do you mm-hmm. have where, whereabouts are you performing next? Like, where can we find um, you? Do you have any dates so in? I we do have a lot um, of sort of bookings in the works, but nothing I can kind of release as of yet. I think everybody is sort of just trying to find out like what's going to happen. Cause the last time we opened up, I think, um, well, when was it? I hadn't played from August to now. Um, well, I'd only played once in Whanganui. Um, so I think everyone's sort of just holding back, um, on gigs at the moment, but I did have, I had three shows canceled and I think oh. a lot of people, yeah, that was in February. Um, yeah. And I and that was because of uni, you know, um, all the O Week shows, which are really fun to play, and it's really nice to connect with all the new students who have really just kind of for the first time started studying. Um, o Week is just that that energy and that vibe that you can't get anywhere else. It's just a really cool place to meet people and connect, and you know, and kick off the year so those shows got cancelled um but that's okay I'm not upset about it I just think that we're gonna do this bigger and better next year or end of year or or whatever um so it's like yeah we're just kind of hanging in and going what's next um are we doing shows are we working on an album are we you know are we working on getting bookings overseas like what are we doing this is a lot in the works, but nothing that's um, really set in stone as of yet. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. And I feel like that's also a huge thing and opportunity in the metaverse is we don't need to be necessarily next to people to enjoy a concert environment. So I feel like that's the way it's going to kind of transition, right? Yeah. Most likely because it's just well, so travel, you know, for us to even get there as a mission. Yeah, and that's why I think um, with the metaverse, we are in such a unique place to be able to experience entertainment and, um, you know, be able to do our do the work that we want to do. And it's I hate saying it's a virtual world. It kind of is. It's a whole new world that I think, you know, we can tap into and we can sort of still live out our dreams in a weird kind of way. Yeah, it's like in another world. Where we are, you know. Yeah. It, it kind of, for me, that that sort of journey started with Twitch. Um, when the first lockdown happened here in two years ago, um, I decided to, to start, you know, live streaming on Twitch. And, you know, I was designing my own emotes and um, getting, you know, sort of rallying people around New Zealand and the rest of the world to come along to a set and make it a show. And it felt really, really good yeah. because there was all this sadness around and people, the unknown and the uncertainty um, and the anxiety around what's going on, like what are we doing? And, you know, I just had the I, – I, I kind of was a bit of a planner, so I'd already planned and bought all the equipment to live stream it and never hooked it up, never had the time. So – when I did, it was like, okay, now we create this thing where we can bring people in, bring them closer together. So I guess working, um, working with immersive now, like seeing how we can we can we can do shows and how we can, you know, build. We can take real life and we can take the metaverse and we can smash it together. Merge it, merge it all. 
Yeah, yeah. And it's a different sense. But yeah, it's same, same, but different. It is. And that's the whole thing as well, is I've been trying to think about, you know, how are we going to merge those worlds? And obviously, when I went to Australia and had a chat to investors and things like that, it's such a broad opportunity, whether that be, like you said, Twitch, so like gaming, you know, you've got creative, like musicians and entertainers like ourselves, like it's everything will slowly transition to that. But because we're running out of time a little bit. Um, whereabouts do you, can you even study, to, like whereabouts do you study to DJ or do you kind of just pick it up if you're passionate about it? Oh, I taught, I taught myself. I taught myself and I also have taught 13 other students as well. And I've got five others waiting in the wings. So when we actually get out of this weird um, traffic light system, um, we'll be we'll be doing that again. I'll be teaching it. So Cool. Uh, yeah. Just in your own kind of links or at a specific venue? Yeah, just um, I do private classes. So, yeah, just at my house, really. Sick. Yeah, because I saw your link tree on your Instagram and I was just trying to, you know, angle people towards where they where they could contact you. So where would yeah, be? Yeah, Underplayed, Underplayed is um, the place to, yeah, Underplayed NZ if you want to um, hit me up on Instagram. Cool. Go through that. Just at Zaysha, isn't it? Yeah, you can go at Zisha. You hit me up any, any, anywhere. Just anywhere you can find me. Find a contact button. Hit the contact button. Go. Yeah, go message. Oh, I love it. Message. So I think um, Selena might be playing a few of your songs potentially. I'll see if she'll jump back in and give it a bit oh, of a whirl. There's only one out there at the moment, which is quite funny. When I say quite funny, I mean there's only one, and it's not actually really? under my name. Yeah. Well, well it is, is under it my name. It was released, so I worked with a producer in the States called Hyper Days, who was amazing, um, and we put this track together over lockdown, and it was really just about, you know, who's going to be there for you when the world is over, really, so that was the track that we came up with, and the rest of my music, so my own original music has not been released to date, but it's it's in the works. Yeah, no, I think I was sitting next to you, um, and I think your producer was pretty much trying to push you to get ready for releasing all your new tracks, but obviously being super busy with uni, immersive, life in general. Oh, life in general. And also the, everything has to be in the right timing, right? So, yeah, that's it's funny because I have ha- I've been playing my music at shows, but it's not um, it's not being released. It's still just like waiting in the wings and waiting for the right time, and it's not it's not it's all a part of the plan, you know. And of course, me, I would love to just die this and just go like let's go, let's go. But um, I think if I don't go in with a plan, then it's probably not um, not going to be the best thing to do for me. <laughs> Divine timing, right? And I think yeah. it's a whole rush, rush the process. That's why you have a manager as well. You know, I'm a bit all over the place, and he knows he knows what's best for me. So I'll just take the back seat for that one. That's I can. Right. I'll write a music. I'll come up with music. I'll do. I'll you know sing songs. Great, perfect. I'll lay down the tracks. But when it comes to um, managing, you know, managing my own brand, I can manage brands. I managing my own brand. No, that's not my job. Can't do that. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> well, because that's why you're going to be amazing for immersive because you're brand and marketing manager. So I'm really not top you as well, which is exciting. Thank you. Oh, we're just going to jump off, Sasha. We'll play a little outro potential song. Hopefully. Selena, are you there? Hi. Oh. Hey. Hi. I found it. I don't know if you can hear it. 
Can you hear it? Um, can you hear it? Oh, yes. I can hear it. Tell me. This is um, Hyper Days. Did Hyper Days do the remix or you just did the collaboration together? Yeah, we collaborated on this track together. Um, and it is both of us. We So when I, what happened was I found him on SoundCloud and I listened to his music and I got goosebumps straight away. And I never get that when I listen to music, you know, on the reg. So when I found him, I messaged him. I said, your music is amazing. Like if you ever need a vocalist, you need even need a songwriter, just you let me know. And we just worked on that track together. So, yeah. Oh, I'd love to hear your voice. I'd oh. definitely be looking up some of your singing. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what? I would who, wait. Who's your, um, who's your dream time. producer to work with? Yeah, it's been a very long time since I um, – since I released anything that has got my voice on it. Does it make sense? Yeah. So that's, that song has got my voice on it, but as you can tell, like it's been manipulated a little bit just with the way that Hyper Days' style is. Um, but, yeah, yeah, just hold up. You'll you'll hear it. Probably, hopefully in a few months' time we'll have something substantial to release. It would be nice. Yeah. I think, I think Selena asked you, babe, what is your, like, who's your favourite producer? Like, who do you look up to and who would you one day want to work with? Well, I used to want to work with Kanye, but he's, I don't know what the hell is going on. I don't, I don't know what's going on with him. He's a bit nuts at the moment, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of the opposite of everything that I stand for. So, I, I mean, and I, I don't mean, you know, I, I definitely, it's a bit, it's a big there's a big suitcase to unpack, but I, you know, he's, he's a very talented and creative individual. Um, no word of a lie with that, but holy shit, the way that, the way that things have kind of unraveled, um, <clears throat> you know, I really, I really feel for Kim in that respect. So it's kind of hard. I wanted, yeah, a creative geniuses, but yeah, hard to say. I don't know. Skrillex, he's, he's bloody amazing. He's amazing. Um, I see he hasn't released anything for quite a few years now, but he's someone I really, you know, I've been to his shows. I've been side side of stage and kind of on stage watching him and Diplo perform. And I, I've got a lot of respect for Skrillex. You know, he turns up to places and he just plays and he performs and doesn't care where it is, you know. Well, that's the nature of being an amazing musician. Oh, sorry, Leslie. Now look at us cutting one mother off. Sorry. <laughs> Jumping in. Um, obviously, um, we could call ourselves um, blood, sweat and tears. I think we're all hardworking, you know, it's, but you keep going because there's light at the end of the tunnel. So, um, Seisha, I just wanted to read you something. And do you, because do you ever struggle with motivation or doubt, self-doubt? Oh, absolutely. I don't think there's anybody, there's anyone out there who doesn't, you know? Yeah. It's really tough as I think, I don't know, I, I don't like to use, I don't like to use being a woman as, oh, it's so hard, but shit, it's so hard. Like, you know, the pressures of society and the pressures of, you know, you need to look like this and you can't age and you have to do this in order mm -hmm. to be this and blah, blah, blah. So all of those things, of course, it's, you know, it's tough. But the motivation, you know, 
I think when there's so much on too, and I think over the last two years, having nothing to do, nothing, but still having to do everything and, and still clean the house and do all the things that, you know, just everything. It's just, there's a lot. So it is a lot. It is a lot. But I think um, we're not put through things you can't handle. So I'll just read you this. It says, when you're proud of yourself, you're motivated and free. Another reason why you should be proud of yourself is that it allows you to be self-motivated. You won't need constant validation from other people to feel good about yourself. This way, your motivation will not be too reliant on external approval. Mm. Right? So <laughs> true. Like, I think when you, when you have self-love in a non-egotistical way, I think it, like naturally you kind of attract amazing experiences because how can you not when you're already on that you know, positive energy vibe with yourself. Yes. Yes, and you're you're comfortable being who you are and expressing who you are. Mm. You know, you don't have to have everyone understand why you are the way you are because we're all unique. So that's what makes life good. Yeah. That's why I love the story that I put up of you on my um on my Instagram because you were just I just love watching like you can just see like the passion in your body and just you know the energy and I was just like yes I'm using this one for sure I know what you mean you can tell that you're so comfortable that you can tell you're on your own level an element on stage which is so inspiring so thank you so much for having a chat to me Gal. thank you it's been it's been lovely it's um yeah always nice to sort of it's as much as these um these interview type um, things are, are good for, you know, broadcasting, you know, the piece of me out there. It's good for me to sort of, you know, hear it's, you know, you look back and you're like, oh, I have achieved quite a few things. Sometimes you forget that, you know, sometimes you don't give yourself the, um, the credit for, you know, going through things for understanding like, why you're here and your purpose so it's been nice for me so thank you so thanks <laughs> i'll see you on emails tomorrow for work oh my Love god it. yes i know yay <laughs> back into the work week but thank you so much for having me selena and thank you Sash. thank you oh well so interesting michelle well done thank you thank yeah you. she's such a she's such an amazing person and i think um when people kind of see you know this amazing performer on stage, they look at them as not necessarily not a human, but, you know, they just really look up to their talent and not necessarily that they're just a normal person that's just, you know, yes. the same battles as everybody else and yeah, she's real inspiration. So I'm glad that we could get her on tonight. First, my first time meeting her. And, oh, cool. Um, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, back in the day when I did my internship, it was a short internship at Georgia Fem, Georgia Fem, back then impacted thousands upon thousands of music lovers and gave them a platform to um, share the skills through huge events, all majorly successful. Um, always a full house at a George party. In those days, my favourite DJs, the females, were Ange and Philippa. Philippa's now in Berlin and she's teaching music. Yeah, she went. they both went to the Red Bull Music Academy, actually. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I just feel like um, I'm a little bit out the loop of the music industry in general, like going to concerts and stuff. But I could tell at the beginning of this, you're like, I'm so excited because obviously that natural oh, scene. And I was shaking, you know, but just like bringing back all these memories and yeah. But also, I get quite nervous anyway. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, you're amazing. Let's go. Yeah, just it's just a very meaningful time. I think I was living in Queenstown, early twenties. That's when I got hooked on electronic music. Uh, house. What would be? What would be like? What What would be your dream like concert to go to if you could? Ah, that's a good question. Um, there's so many. Um, well, I've been to a lot of uh, electronic events. Concerts, you know, I haven't actually been to that many uh, solo artist concerts. Just lots of events with, you know, multiple stages and yeah, cool. Yeah, but I, I, I love jazz. I love live jazz. Yeah, it's quite fun. Blues. I'd actually like to go to the New Orleans Blues Festival. Yeah, I think there's something like that over there. Yeah, it's endless. Absolutely endless and I just hope people still keep making music and you know it's it's not easy it's not easy being a creative but there's always a way and there's always a solution and there's always going to be a new inspiration so people shouldn't give up oh and also Michelle stop yeah. sorry special shout out to immersive oh my gosh she just gave us a donation from biasacoffee.com slash talkback nz Thanks, yeah. Jerome. <laughs> Love Thanks, that. Jerome. Blown away. <laughs> I better run. Yeah. I'm going out to meet some friends because I was anti-social after landing last night. Well, so thank you so much. Yeah, we're going to see you. We're going to see you on Friday. Yeah. So next Friday, I'm going to be interviewing um, a girl that was on Too Hot to Handle, which is like a reality TV show on Netflix. So that's going to be yeah. super exciting. Yeah. Have a little yeah. have a little chat about reality TV, which should be super interesting. Exciting times. Okay. Thank you, dear. <laughs> Have an amazing week, and I'll see you on Friday. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Uh, hope you will join us this week. We have um, Matt Bowden on Tuesday, Bomber Bradbury on Wednesday, Carrie Bright Water on Thursday, and who Michelle just mentioned on Friday. We'll update you during the day, tomorrow, each day of the week. Okay. Have a good one. Thank you. Okay.